are we? Welcome to episode eight in my series of videos on zonal marketing, a brand new model which uses the tactical lessons taken from football management to help you to understand, plan and measure your marketing activity effectively. I'm Simon Vincent, the marketing tactician, and in this episode I'm going to be going into where I and many of my clients see the real purpose, the real value of zonal marketing, and that is in tactics. Tactics is about helping you discover what your target customer's resistance is to either buying from you or becoming part of your tribe. And why is that important? Well, so I come from a large agency background and one of the most common questions asked by account managers to clients is, what are you looking to achieve with your marketing? Which seems like a reasonable question until you hear exactly the same answer for roughly the billionth time. I'd like more sales, I'd like more revenue. And while that's not an unreasonable request for a client to make of a marketing agency, it does miss out on an awful lot of the marketing mix. Remember that all marketing efforts must be part transactional, but also part tribal. You need defense as well as you need attack. So to focus all your efforts on selling more, is to ignore a large part of what creates effective marketing, especially in the long term, and may mean that you undervalue certain activities that could lead to exactly the outcome you're after, simply because they don't easily demonstrate transactional value, or perhaps take a little while to show their transactional value. For a football team, for example, passing the ball out to the wing might look like you're moving the ball away from the goal, but actually, in so doing that, you're creating space for your strikers by pulling opposition defenders away from the goal as well. And once you've done that, a well-struck cross will mean that your strikers have an easier chance of scoring because of the space the pass to the wing created in the middle. But the other reason why what do you want to achieve is not a super helpful question is because, as I say, when everyone gives the same answer, it doesn't help an agency to establish a bespoke, differentiated approach that is matched to each individual client's needs based on their offer, stage of growth, target audience, etc. etc. A far more insightful question is what is the problem you're looking to overcome? And the reason that there are the reason that that's more insightful is that there are many, many possible answers to that question which would be very apparent to any business owner who understands his or her audience and industry and their company's place within it. Potential customers don't even know our company exists. Potential customers don't even know our product exists. Potential customers take a while to buy from us because our product costs a lot of money. Potential customers take a while to buy from us because our product holds huge personal value to them. Customers aren't brand loyal in our industry. Customers only need to buy once in terms of our product. Some customers can't buy from us because we can't keep up with the demand. For some customers, the number of products we supply is so high, they don't even know where to start. Instantly, through running through just those eight examples, you can see how identifying the most relevant of the above issues gets you part of the way towards understanding the primary aim of your marketing. Once you overcome your first issue, say making customers aware that your company exists, for example, you can then turn your attention to persuading them to buy, increasing revenue and engendering loyalty and advocacy, other problems that you might want to be overcoming. And this is where tactics come in.
What are tactics? In football, tactics is a means of nullifying an issue the team is facing. Let's take a few examples. In 2008, the football manager most widely considered to be a tactical genius, Pep Guardiola, took charge of Barcelona and immediately won an historic treble, playing a style of football commonly referred to as tiki-taka. Tiki-taka is characterized as a system that values possession of the football above all else. As such, Guardiola's team dominated and controlled games in a way that very few opponents could deal with. Until, that is, 2010. At that point, the similarly hugely well-regarded Jose Mourinho joined Barca's rivals Real Madrid. Knowing full well that the success or failure of Mourinho's reign would depend on a small number of key clashes against Barcelona, and that in said clashes Guardiola's side would, in all probability, dominate the ball, the special one, as he's known, devised a style of play that didn't require or even want the ball. Mourinho's Madrid mastered the art of counter-attacking, sitting back, allowing the opposition to overcommit forward, and then quickly transitioning into attack once the ball was won, and utilising the space created behind the opposition's players to carve out easier chances to score. Simply put, Mourinho identified an issue, that of the lack of possession, and solved it by developing a style of play that instead used space in a way that, is, that directly nullified the threat posed by his opponent. Guardiola came up against a very similar issue when he went to Germany to manage a hugely well-funded and well-regarded Bayern Munich team. Here, he came up against another master space manipulator, Borussia Dortmund's Jurgen Klopp. However, rather than sit back, creating space behind the opposition, Klopp's team applied huge pressure high up the field, constricting space in a style that's come to be referred to as gegenpressing. Like Mourinho before him, Klopp had developed a tactical plan that was so compelling, it united his team to such an extent that they were able to overcome a much more highly fancied adversary, Bayern Munich. By 2016, Guardiola, Mourinho and Klopp, probably the three greatest tacticians in the game at the time, had all come to the Premier League to manage Manchester City, Manchester United and Liverpool respectively, and yet none of them won the league that season. Instead, the title went to Antonio Conte's Chelsea, a team that, unusually for the time, played three central defenders in a style that was reminiscent of 1960s Italian Catanaccio. It was another tactical approach that seemed tailor-made to nullify the issues posed by the playing styles of the other three managers. While Guardiola's approach was all about retaining possession, for example, Conte's use of an extra player in the key defensive position was a move clearly designed to gain possession in a key area of the pitch for his side. And while Guardiola's team kept things very tight and narrow, Conte's side exploited the space left open in the wide areas through use of these attacking fullbacks here. In summary, through focusing all their efforts on mastering one aspect of either space or possession, through identifying one specific issue and tailoring their formation and style of play around it, all four managers were able to win championships and achieve their goals, but in completely different ways. This is Tactics in Action. Anyone who's been watching the previous videos in this series on zonal marketing will recognize a huge amount of the language used in that last section, particularly where it pertains to space and possession. As we know, possession is the footballing equivalent of our target customer's attention. 
space is the footballing equivalent of how transactional or tribal we want to be with our approach. The key thing to remember is that our opponent, the issue that we're trying to solve, is not our competitors. It is our target customer's resistance to buying from us or joining our tribe. As such, our task is to identify what is stopping our target customer buying for us. In some cases, that will be a lack of attention or awareness of your company. But in some cases, your customers will know that you exist. They just might have reservations over the cost or utility or quality of your product. Or maybe for all sorts of reasons, they may have very little brand loyalty. Maybe supply and demand factors mean that your product sells out quickly, or that your industry has a long tail effect that means customers need advanced filtering and personalized recommendations to find out what they want. Whatever the situation, identifying the marketing issue you're looking to solve, the source of your customer's resistance, is the key to creating your own tactical approach. Executing against that tactical approach requires carefully selecting and organizing your channels, your targeting, and your content in ways that will deliver it. And how we do that is what we'll explore in the next four videos. Okay, I think that's enough for now. Check back here for a new video every week, each one explaining another part of the marketing process through a footballing lens. If you're enjoying what you're watching, please do like and comment, and while you're at it, why not tell your mates to tell their mates? After all, we all have a duty to share these things we know so that we may improve the lives of others. I am available for speaking gigs, training sessions, and client work, and if you'd like to talk to me about any of that, you can do so by visiting x-cmo.com. In the next session, I'll be talking about one of the four main marketing tactical approaches. I'll be explaining what it is, what kinds of companies use it, and to solve what kind of problem, and how you can organize your channels, targeting, and content to get the most out of that approach. Until then, thank you very much for joining me for this episode of Zonal Marketing, and I'll see you next time.